Bruce Lawn. The truth about freedom that most people can't handle. My perspective on this topic is going to be a little different considering it's the 4th of July while we're recording this video, considering that I am an immigrant, uh, considering that I grew up in a communist nation. And if I'm honest with you, I can't, can at times overthink other paradigms and worldviews when attempting to charitably engage with folks that are not in my in-group, meaning that this past weekend, I went down the rabbit hole of like far leftist stuff. I personally don't find very coherent in its paradigm. And that's probably because I grew up in the Soviet Union, which was the communist nation, like a real communist nation, not like Bernie Sanders, Scandinavian socialist nations, like real communism where, you know, the the state ran everything. We'd have uh, rationed food and rationed water. And it was pretty pretty wild. Okay. So when I think about this concept of the 4th of July, when I think about freedom in general, I tend to see it from a pretty broad spectrum in that there are challenges that people from different ethnicities are going to face in America uh, that are unique to them. There are going to be things that people don't always find celebratory about the, the, the 4th of July, right? And so now we have Juneteenth, which is when the slaves were finally freed because when America freed the slaves, that word didn't get to them until like way later and that turned into Juneteenth, which is now a federal holiday, which I, by the way, I don't have any problem with people celebrating Juneteenth. I think it is a great holiday to celebrate freedom, um, especially for black people. And But the 4th of July could be different, especially for black people. And I think that some folks can struggle with it. And, I, and if I'm honest with you, I've historically struggled with it, seeing the different treatment of whether it's been Native Americans, whether it's been Mexicans who were here in my state, California first, whether it's been uh, black folks, whatever, that were brought over, right? I understand that the, the idea of freedom can mean different things to different people. Having said that, though, as someone that came to this country without anything as a refugee, meaning that sometimes people immigrate and they're the cream of the crop. They're the, the smartest and the brightest and they could afford to come over from a developing nation. We didn't, we weren't the, the, the brightest. We weren't the smartest. We were just refugees and we were trying to get out of a land where they did not want us in a land Oddly enough, that I would argue was originally our land in terms of Armenia extending all the way to the Caspian Sea and unfortunately becoming its own nation, Azerbaijan, and the tension and all this broiling over with the Turkish genocide and all that kind of stuff, right? And so I understand that this is a, a, a can be a contentious holiday for some people. Now, having said that, um, my perspective is that America with all of its flaws and with all of its idiosyncrasies and with all the tension of a pluralistic society and people from different points of views and different faiths and different ideologies all coming together, I still believe that as someone that came here where my dad couldn't speak the language, my mom barely spoke the language, my dad's first job was a cook at a prison, and seeing everything transpire within the last 30 years I've been here and specifically in my own life with all the, the damage and all the trauma and all the issues I grew up with having had not had my dad in my life and being a victim of SA and growing up on welfare, my mom being an alcoholic, all those things. 
I would still venture off to say that America is still the best shot on a global level of anyone trying to experience freedom. Unfortunately, I think we have a very bizarre relationship with what does freedom even mean? We have a the dichotomy of freedom to mean that I can come and go as I please, I can do what I want, so on and so forth. And in reality, the, the biblical definition of freedom, when we're looking at what the scriptures say, is not what our definition of freedom is, oftentimes in the fleshly sense. And I am extremely grateful for being an immigrant in this country. I am extremely grateful for the opportunities that this country has afforded me. I am extremely grateful for the ability to be a small business owner. I am extremely grateful for the freedom to share my faith. I am extremely grateful for the ability to get on a platform like this and talk about Jesus, which 30, 35 years ago when I was in a, you know in, in the Soviet Union, say this is available there, I wouldn't be able to do this, right? Like, like there is a censorship of speech. The church was suppressed. And we had a, a rich, historical, amazing church history, but when I was in the Soviet Union, we didn't go to church. We didn't start going to the Armenian Apostolic Church until we came to America as refugees. So I have this very unique relationship with America in that some people may think this is cringe, but I would be the guy with an American flag outside of my house, right? And people would be like, oh, what are you saying? You're patriotic, uh, you, right? Like, cause, and that's the definition of that has changed right as america has become more and more divided but i would absolutely say that i'm uh, i i am patri- i am a patriotic person yet i would not go to, as far as to say that america is without critique and i think sometimes critique is good and i think sometimes there are areas that we need to make progress in um and i think we have and i think we will continue making progress in and so it is a interesting and, and a complicated situation and not everybody sees this concept of freedom the same uh, not everybody has the same history. Not everybody has the same uh, positive relationship that I have in terms of coming to America with nothing and becoming um, a, a rather successful person without compromising my values or my faith. Not everybody has that same experience, right? And, and, and that's fine. But I do want to point us back to the scripture because when we're talking about freedom, I don't want us to have this misconception, okay? So I'm going to take you guys to Galatians chapter 5. Now, the book of Galatians is a fascinating book because it's written to the church in Galatia, and a lot of these folks are, are, are going back under the bondage of the Judaizers making them submit to the law, okay? And basically what's happening is these, these, these grown men are getting saved, and then the Jewish Christians, these, these Gentile Christians are getting saved, and the Jewish Christians are telling them they have to be circumcised. And Paul is just railing and going off, and he's talking about how he confronted Peter over this stuff. And, 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 and he really kind of summarizes this entire conversation. Okay, so I'm going to go to Galatians chapter 5, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, by the way. Uh, it says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up in slavery to the law. Don't get caught up, get, don't get caught up to slavery in the law. And then he goes on to, on this big old rant about circumcision and how you know, if you think circumcision is a value, you might as well go all the way and mutilate yourself, right? Completely chop your junk off. It's a crazy chapter, right? Because he's saying you don't find your righteousness in, in circumcision, okay? Which, oddly enough, Armenians who are view themselves as Gentile Christians till this day ethnically don't get circumcised, right? Because of this book in the Bible. 
And so it, it, I don't want to go into the weeds about circumcision, but if you scroll down to uh, verse 13, he says, and this is, this, is, this is the tension that we live in, okay? He says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware, beware of destroying one another. And so if I could just take a moment and just unpack this real quick. This, this reality that one, we're called to freedom. But freedom is not a license to do whatever you want to, whenever you want to, and be your own God. It is not a license to gratify and satisfy your carnal sinful desires. That is not what, that's not the point of freedom. The, the point of freedom is that you know that you're freed from sin, you're knowing what you're freed from, and then knowing what you're freed to, okay? So a lot of us don't know that freedom is about being freed from sin so that we don't operate and don't live just to satisfy our earthly desires. But then it's also, what are we being freed to? You're freed from sin, you're freed from the control of the enemy, but you're also being free to what? To use your freedom to serve one another in love, okay? So the law can be summed up in one, one command, love your neighbor as yourself. This is similar to when Jesus said, the entire law is summed up in this, right? Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? And he's given this as a warning to them, but if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. And this is what I would say. For those of you guys that see Fourth of July, for those of you guys that see folks that are maybe a bit more patriotic, right? Folks that would uh, uh, identify with the iconography of America like I would as an immigrant. For those of you guys that would see that and be like, oh man, like, ah, you don't know the dark history of America, Ruslan. You don't know how it was for, for, for my people. Maybe you're indigenous. Maybe you're black. Maybe you're Mexican. I don't know. And you would see that. I, I, I just, I, I want to say that if we just bicker and we fight amongst each other, in verse 15, like it, it will devour us, right? And, and on the contrary, if you're on the other end of the spectrum, closer where I'm at, where you're like, yo, freedom is, is dope. You don't understand how good we have it in America that other people from other countries want to immigrate. Other people want to come here and, 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 and enjoy this. And there's a line to get in this country. What are you talking about? Like all this critique of America, all this anti-American stuff, all this, I'm, right? And you have that position, right? Here's what I would instruct both of us to do is that we use our freedom, we use our freedom to serve and love one another. That we would use our freedom to serve and love one another, okay? For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Let me be very, 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 very specific. When you read the parable of the talents, which is the I'm the pro-capitalist, I'm the, you know, go get it, figure it out, use your time, talent, and treasure, right? I'm that guy. When you read the parable of the talents, Matthew chapter 25, it's, it's an amazing parable of the guy with the five talents and the guy with the three talents and the guy with the one talent, the guy with the one talent buries it, the master is like, yo, you wicked lazy servant, right? And an entire parable is all about using the talent that God gave you, which talent in that context was money, but we can extend that to time, talent, treasure, and using it to double up and be a good steward of it. A steward or is another word for manager. But the beautiful part about that exact passage is that it goes straight from this parable of the talents into caring for the least of these, which is not a parable. When Jesus says, on the last days, 
I will say I will, I'll separate them, right? Sheep from, from goats. And I will say, hey, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you took care of me. When I was in prison, you visited me. And they'll say, when did we do these things? And Jesus says, when you, what you did to the least of these, you've done unto me. So here's how I've always looked at this. As someone that's proud to be an American, as someone that loves, loves this country, as someone that loves being a Christian, I understand that it is not always fair for everyone. And it is not always equal access to everyone. And so I believe that in my freedom, I first need to not make it about myself. I secondly need to make it about serving other people. And in serving other people, I can, I can leverage the opportunities, the time, the talent, and treasure I have to care for the least of these, to care for people that maybe didn't come from the same degree of timing, of God's providence, of the goodness of God, and maybe their card was dealt different. Maybe they didn't react to trauma the way I react to trauma. Maybe their situation is harder. And how can I serve people to better live out this passage? Right? Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve and, and uh, to serve one another in love. Those of us that are in positions where, man, this country has been amazing to me. Okay, those of us that are in positions where, man, we have the businesses. Right, we have we have the 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 success. We we we're we're in position to help other people. Are we utilizing those opportunities to help other people? At the very least, with being an inspiration and, and giving good access to information, right? Are we actually doing that, or are we just mad at people that see it different? Are we just mad at people that maybe they're not as fond of of of, of America, and maybe they have their reasons, and maybe the, by the way, maybe their reasons are wrong. Right, because there's a lot of again. I went down a rabbit hole of some really far end of the spectrum leftist nonsense, in my opinion. And maybe they're wrong, but are we still being humble and willing to serve them in love? To use our freedom to serve them in love? To maybe give them a different paradigm? To be patient with them? Right? I think these are the questions that 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 I wrestle with because I don't see it as everyone has perfect equal access to opportunity and anyone could be anything. I I think that's not true. I think we all have different advantages. And I think many of us react to things differently, right? And it, but, but for the grace of God, there go I. And the very things that the enemy used for evil in my life, God redeemed and used for good, right? So I am in this very unique position where when I think of freedom, I think about one, what, what am I freed from? I am freed from the power of sin. I am freed from the need to be a slave to sin. And then two, what am I freed to? I'm free to worship God, the true and living God, right? And I'm freed to serve others in love. And that, to me, encompasses the entire law. And sometimes when we serve others in love, we're going to have to deal and interact with people that are different. They're going to have a different paradigm. They're going to have different views. They're going to have different perspectives, right? And, and, And that, to me, is intrinsically what I believe America is about or was intended to be. There's a lot of good intent in, in, in what America was intended to be. And even if you look at the folks who were leading the civil rights movements, folks like Martin Luther King earlier in his, in his career, what was he doing? He was actually pointing people back. He was actually pointing people back to the intent of America. Hey, you said that all men are created equal. Okay. How about you put your money where your mouth is and give us some basic civil rights? You, you, you see what I'm saying? And and I think that's a very uh, effective way to say, man, I think America had a great intent and some of the execution was off and people were hurt and it wasn't always peaches. And 
it wasn't always good. And there was communities that built up and were self-sustainable. They did pull themselves up by their by their bootstraps. And then they were burnt down, right? And then they rebuilt. And then the government would claim eminent domain on them, right? These things happened and people were affected by them generationally. And if you think that they didn't happen, I would just say you're not a, a student of history. And if you can't acknowledge that these things affect people differently, well then, you know, maybe you need to extend your capacity to love and serve people with the freedom that we do have. And so that that's my, my heart in this is like, if we truly believe Jesus is who he says he is, if we truly believe that he came and lived the life we couldn't live and died to death, we should have died uh, on the cross in our place and then rose on the third day, creating a new pathway for us. And that we are then called to be ministers of reconciliation. I think sometimes we need to be good listeners so that we can be conduits of hope, conduits of inspiration, and voices of truth. And all of that can be very complicated. And so I'm extremely grateful to be an American. I love the 4th of July. I love the fireworks. I, I love the patriotism. I love the flag, right? We, we talk about it a lot. You know, we're the family that when, when, when we see a fireman or a police officer in public, we come up and we, we, we thank them for their service. When we see somebody in the military, we thank them for their service. I love it. But just because people have different perspectives doesn't mean that uh, we just discard them and 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 say, well, you're you're just stupid and you don't right. Like I think we can gleam and speak hope and speak truth and speak life into folks that may see things differently than we do. And as I'm thinking about this entire holiday, which I understand could be you know a struggle for some, that would be my heart for all of us. All right. So anyway, love to hear what you guys think about this chat. Love to hear what you guys think about this. Let me know your thoughts. Um, how do you guys view it? Uh, do, do any of you guys struggle with um, with this concept, right? Do, do any of you guys kind of see it differently? Because here's the deal, by the way, I don't got all the answers. Like, I, I can't reconcile why certain people are 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 poor. I can't reconcile why cert, why there's wealth inequality. I can't always point it back to, well, you just need to try harder, right? I, I, I can't I, because sometimes... I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Like, do we feel that we can and then we act or do we act and then that changes our feelings? Like, I don't know how all people work, right? I, I, I do know that the best shot to change anything in anyone's personal life is to look at what the outliers did, is to look at what the statistical anomalies did and go do what they did to the best of your ability. That's everybody's best shot. It's not the government. It's not, it's not socialism. It's not. It's not. A, it's not another check. Like I don't think that's going to fix anything. I think it's us looking at people who've overcame the odds and saying, "How much can I implement of what they did into my own life?" I may never uh, get to four uh, percent body fat and walk around looking like a, a fitness model, but if I do the same things that the four percent people with four percent body fat did, maybe I can get to twelve percent, and I probably be pretty pumped with the way I look at twelve percent, right? So that's always going to be my prescription. Now, how we get there. Is, is going to be different for different people. So those are my thoughts on this. And by the way, is if not America, then where? If not America, then where? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to where, where, where else is better? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you go over to Europe and there's some, there's some fly places in Europe, but goodness gracious, their, 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 their taxes are higher, right? It'd it, it be the, the Upward mobility can become harder. And then a lot of those places don't really be welcoming in Americans like that. You go to like Sweden and the Scandinavian nations, they don't really be welcoming in like that, right? 
And yeah, obviously heaven, Kofi. <laughs> obviously heaven, and you know, uh, the new heaven and a new earth. But yeah, I think I think if not America, then where? Where do we go? 